This week on the Pre-Rail Podcast, we have Yosef Lee, amazing story, immigrant who came to the country at the age of 17, built up a great practice. He became a successful litigation attorney, but was trading time for money and felt that the American dream had more than even this dream that he was already living and had built relatively quickly. Through Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of course, Bigger Pockets, of course, uh, he had that moment where he had decided he no longer wanted to trade time for money. And from 2020 to 2022, Yosef Lee has acquired over 1,100 units in the multifamily space as both JV and syndicator. Yosef Lee, this week, it's a great show, wonderful guy out there crushing it, shares a lot of tips and, and inside information on how he built the plan to get the deals done. Don't miss it, Yosef Lee, this week's Pre-Real Podcast. Are you ready to bring your real estate game to the next level? My name is James Prendamano. I'm the CEO and founder of Pre-Real. And over the past 25 years, I've closed over a billion dollars in transactional real estate. Each week, I'm meeting with outstanding investors, high-performing individuals, and visionaries operating in the real estate space. These are the people that are actually out there in the real estate game right now getting it done. This podcast aims at bringing anyone's game to the next level. This is the Pre-Real Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Pre-Real Podcast. We're joined today by Yosef Lee. Yosef has a, a, a fascinating story, in, at least uh, as I've perceived it. Um, Yosef is a self-described strategic planner, action taker, entrepreneur, wannabe. Um, he has a litigation background as an attorney, an avid real estate investor. And folks, the reason I, I, I wanted to have Yosef on, and I, I want the folks to pay close attention to today's show. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna lead with the punchline. In the last two years, essentially, Yosef has gone from zero to 1,100 units as a GP. That, to me, is absolutely remarkable. So, Yosef, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us today. Thank you very much, James, for having me. I'm very excited um, to be on this show. and know uh, this is very renowned, um, very well-known real estate podcast show. So I'm very happy to be here. Just walk the folks through your journey up until the point that you started to invest. Sure, sure. So um, as you said, I'm a son of, well, not son of an immigrant. I'm immigrant myself. So I came here when I was uh, 17, almost like a couple of months shy of being 18 years old. So as soon as I came here in the US, everything was like a shock, right? Culture shock. And I had no friends, so I had to make new friends, new language, and everything. So every day ever since I came, my life has been all about proving myself in a new country, right? Trying to get better version of myself every day as much as possible. I think I achieved some goals, but also, you know, had many mistakes. But, you know, I learned the lessons and moved on. So uh, fast forward, I became an attorney. After graduating uh, school, worked for years, and I became an attorney looking to become a, a, a you know, professional, making the monies, living a good life. And uh, doing this for a couple of years, I started realizing that by nature of my job, I am trading my time for money. And I was started thinking, like, is that the, the job that 
I want to live for the rest of my life, right? The way that it works. Okay, you're making some monies, but is is what what next, right? So I started looking to you know the options and where I could sort of take the control of my time back. And I started uh, just doing some research myself, and that's around when I stumbled upon the book uh, "Rich Dad and Poor Dad" by Robert Kiyosaki, it's the blue, uh, the purple Bible, right? And that book just changed my mindset upside down. Like, wow, this is so simple yet so powerful. No one really taught me about this. So that's when I started looking into uh, some creating some passive income streams, and didn't know much about it. So I tried a little bit of reads. Uh, REITs and I started a little bit of trying a little bit of mutual funds and stocks when not and I stumbled upon real estate and as I delved into more uh, into it I stumbled upon something called multifamily and the benefits that multifamily uh, investing offers was just no-brainer not to take so throughout 2019 I started doing self-education by going to biggerpockets.com and then I started listening to the podcast, like people like uh, Michael Blanks and uh, Grant Cardone. Those are the first two people I listened to. And, you know, I started dreaming about being a real estate investor, a multifamily real estate investor. And the, the, the fact that I'm from New York uh, got me into a limiting beliefs, like, oh, like, how can I find a big multifamily as an, and then as an individual, not as an uh, institutional level? and become an, an owner of a building like that. And uh, okay, let's see if I could start finding something, not in New York, but maybe somewhere else, New Jersey and Connecticut. I started looking to other states, but still expensive. Still, uh, you know, it's, it's not uh, just something that I could, I thought I could because I'm not gonna be there a uh, whole time to look after the property. So these are all uh, the limiting beliefs that I had in the beginning. But through uh, proper education, through meeting, uh, through networking with right people and making a right partnership, I was able to uh, crush that limiting beliefs. And, and fast forward, starting from uh, February uh, 2020, I joined a mentorship group, two of them. One is MIH Mastermind. The other one is Jake and Gino, uh, multifamily investor group. And I met all my partners there, did the right education, and then, um, yeah, I ended up doing my very first deal in December 2020. That was the 44-unit uh, multifamily in Kansas with six of us as a joint venture deal. What were the motivating factors that, that said, okay, Yosef, it's time to, to do this? Mm -hmm. Well, as scary as it was, at the same time, it was very fascinating because, look, I'm in a new place. This this is this is a land called land of opportunity. So and I was young. I thought I thought I could make huge something huge in this new country and impact. So that was my driving factor every day. Like I said, being a better version of myself every day. Like, okay, no matter what it is, let's let's try to learn something new and try to find the goals, try to find the visions, and see if I could um, you know, make something happen here in this new country. That was. Uh, very initial driving factors before I got married and having kids. There's an awful lot that goes into these syndications as a GP. Uh, as an LP is a, is a different story, but as a GP, there's a heck of a learning curve there. Can you talk a little bit about, or a lot, about 
some specific things, the level of intentionality that was required for you to execute this plan? So Education-wise, I knew I wouldn't know what I wouldn't, what I didn't know at the time if I don't, you know, actively search for the for for uh, better education, right? I know there were a lot of stuff I was listening to for free podcasts and uh, you know YouTube videos and all that, but I, I as I was doing it for a couple of months, I started realizing that I was not really taking any actions. I thought I was taking actions. I thought. Because I was reading, I was actually searching the contents through YouTube, and I was listening. I consider that at the time to be an action. Oh, so I'm doing a lot. But if you really think about it, it's not really an action. You're just passively absorbing the information that's out there. So you need to do more than that. So my um, my uh, did, so I ended up determining. Okay, I gotta join a mastermind or some sort of mentorship group to to you know get better education and also have that exclusive network because i was able to see as i was doing some education you know people do deals people say okay let's do deals someday you meet somebody on biggerpockets.com and you always say hey nice to meet you we'll do we'll do a deal someday but do you really do the deal that way maybe you could you can but to me seemingly the deals are being closed by people who are within that close proximity I, I noticed some people, they do the deal together because they're in Breast Some Rock group. They're doing deal together because they're on their uh, Michael Blank's group. So I'm like, huh, maybe I should join one of the, one of the groups out there to expedite my, my game, right? So I vetted a couple. I ended up joining uh, Jake and Gino because their story kind of resonated with me. They're from New York, uh, pizza restaurant owner and, and uh you know, the pharmaceutical representative of a company and they left New York and built the empire. So that storyline just resonated with me. So I said, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll join that group. So I joined. So education started. Oh, and another thing, this is probably another mindset. Um, if you're uh, in the, on the fence of deciding whether to join a mastermind or a mentorship group or not, I'll tell you about how my mindset changed. So I was asking a lot of questions to a lot of people that I met on biggerpockets.com. 80% of people told me, look, Yosef, I understand that you want to join a group, but let me tell you, whatever that you're going to be learning from uh, these groups, you can learn for free from YouTube uh, or, or podcast, listening to podcasts or just by reading some books. Um, why don't you just spare that money and actually use that money to do your own deals and learn from there. I'm like, huh, this guy's has a point, right? <laughs> okay, that's a good point. And I was talking to this uh, rest 20% of people and they were like, yo, Seth, you got to join. It's must join. You're going to meet a lot of people, amazing people. You're going to be partnering up with them. You're going to be within their exclusive network. I'm like, huh, okay. So this guy has a point as well. So I was thinking and, and uh, you know, just, just, just giving a lot of thought because it's not, you know, cheap program, right? It's mm -hmm. a couple of great, uh, you know, $20,000, $30,000 <laughs> at the time. So I'm like, okay, let's think. So I considered all, all the factors out there and decided to join based on the two reasons. One, by then I had already decided to become a multifamily investor, not single family duplex, right? So saving twenty thirty thousand dollars although it's a it's a big money it's a it's a lot of money i uh thought 
that it wouldn't do much at any at all, right? Because we're talking about millions and millions of dollars of multifamily investing, like saving 20, 30 grand, what, what are you going to do with that, right? So that was uh, how I thought about that. And secondly, all the multifamily deals are, to me, it looks like actively being closed by these people from 20% improvement as opposed to this 80% of people. So I'm like, you know what? I'll listen to that guys and suppose <laughs> this guys because they're they're producing the results. So I joined. So if I mean it's a simple reason, but if you're on the fence of deciding it, just think about it. The the language, first of all, is different. They're saying, Oh, you're gonna be learning that for free, you know, that's just uh free contents out there. And uh you could start small things like that. But uh, against that, these group of people were saying you're going to meet amazing partners. You're going to meet amazing people, the network. So I loved the fact that they were putting the people first as opposed to free contents. Because yes, it's true. Education is education. And you will probably, even if you join, you probably think that, oh, this is stuff that I could also, you know, get free from, from YouTube. But it's not just only that. It's, it's the network that comes with it. And also the support that you're going to get. Because this is a long-term journey. You're not going to be just doing one deal and done, right? You're going to be doing multiple deals. And this is not a flipping or wholesaling where you could probably do one or more deals per month and yourself. No, this is, we're talking about at least 20, 30, 40 units to 100 units apartment where you will never be able to do it alone. So you need that support. I didn't have that support from my friends. So no one understood this multifamily syndication concept among my friends. So I was kind of lonely at the time because like, they were like, are you sure this is like legit business model? You sure this is not a scam? I'm like, you know, I believe in it, but they just, they just didn't know, right? They didn't have any proof of concept. So, so in other words, you have that support from these groups. They all understand what you're trying to achieve, what you need and what, what you're missing is puzzles, right? So I joined, as soon as I joined, I started networking crazy. Uh, and luckily, as it, it was a dis, the pandemic was disguised blessing for me. Uh, I joined these groups in February of 2020, right? That, right after that pandemic came and shut down everything. I was so eager to go out and meet real estate people, but I couldn't because I was not allowed to go out. But you know what? I found out about Zoom. I didn't know about Zoom before. But after pandemic, I learned about Zoom and I learned that people started taking this uh, Zoom call more seriously than before, right? Before, who would think that we'll do a business over Zoom, right? <laughs> but, but the pandemic made a game changer uh, factor into, into this whole like, you know, uh, video conferencing. So I, I started doing a lot of networking calls and I had a lot of time back then because I didn't have to work. For a good six months, I had no work. So all I did was educating myself in real estate. Secondly, doing a lot of networking calls like this one-on-one -on -one Zoom calls. I, I counted and stopped around 200 calls in 2020. So literally, I did more than 200 calls in 2020 from early to, to the late 2020 looking for partners. I met all my partners through that group, that and MIH Mastermind. And then, uh, yeah, out of that, we, we did deals together until today. So uh, you, you've done your homework, you're in your groups, your first deal, 
let's talk a bit about that. Your first deal was in Kansas. You closed it in December of 2020. How did you find that deal? So this deal uh, came to us through one of our partners who knew. So one of our partners, my Boots Underground partner who lives in Kansas, his friend knew the seller. The seller was, I think, then wanted to go bigger. So he wanted to get rid of the property. He's been, I think, owning that property for decades. So no, no, uh, no debt. Uh, it's, he was just owning it for free, debt free. Um, he wanted to get rid of it and go bigger. Or else he was he wanted to retire, something like that. It's either one of the reasons. Um, and uh, you know, because he knew the friend of one of my partners, and we were able to just offer without competing with any other parties. They they liked our teams, and um, the seller said, uh, "You know what? I want to sell this property to you. Uh, one condition is that you need to close within uh, year 2020. That was, I think, around September. So we said yes." We'll love to close within 2020. So yeah, that's how the deal came to us through, uh, it's also through network then, right? If bottom line is network, we knew the person who knew the seller and he came to us. So that that's one of the biggest questions and places where people get stuck. How am I going to find the deals? And in, if we're, we're from the big markets, LA, New York, Chicago, Miami, where it's incredibly expensive to penetrate uh, your market. Uh, this is how you do it. So the sourcing was was handled by a partner. Now, who put the cap stack together for the deal? So this first deal was joint venture, six of us. So we had to raise the deal. Um, the The purchase price was one point, I believe one point seven five ish, right? And it was forty four units. Um, so imagine forty four units, one point seven five in New Oof. York. No way. I mean, not even not maybe three units, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But but yeah, this this property is is in a C class area, workforce housing. Uh, well, I'll say C plus, not like a D area, but it's still nice C plus area. The seller was owning it for debt free, so he didn't bother pushing the rents for decades. He he was okay with just getting a cash flow, right? So there was huge upside for the property. Um, it was 1.75 million, but we knew there was huge uh, upside to raise the value. So we bought it 1.75 and we had to raise, I believe, $650,000. So $650,000. So it was taken care of by Among Us, uh, the six people. So uh, another interesting limiting belief and, and thing that you hear uh, if the landlord could get more money for the apartments, they would be getting it. Not true. Everybody's circumstance is different. And uh, you find in these deals that there is so much opportunity that often is just not realized because of life, circumstance, uh, timing, a number of different factors, right? So uh, lost to lease to the tune of $150, $200 an apartment has a significant impact when you're talking about 44 units, right, across the board. You're talking about raising your cash flow by a, a good margin here. Um, yes, yes, now, totally. And and just to piggyback upon what you just said, by by now doing, you know, some deals, by now I realize what the, the, the ideal buyer that sellers are looking for is not the one who offers the, the highest amount of money, but yep. someone who can close for sure. So your deal is pulled together. You guys source the capital yourself. You go out to the markets, you secure debt, 
uh, you close by that deadline. What about management? Now what? Okay, now, so we had, we inherited the management company that the prior seller had. And we liked them, so we kept them. And then the management company knew all the tenants already. So we had a rather uh, smooth transition in the beginning. And then we were getting on a call weekly basis with them to make sure our business uh, our business plans are being executed and if there has been any problems with delinquencies and all that. So, But in the beginning, um, I believe more than 50% of the tenants were month to month, right? So we had a set of uh, business plan of replacing the month to month tenants into uh, long-term lease tenants and by getting a new lease and all that. And so, yeah, but back to your question, management wise, it was pretty smooth in the beginning. Uh, another, another point I want to make is when it comes to big multifamily, the management company is, is a little different than a uh, residential, uh, you know, one families, duplex house management company, right? They know how to manage multiple tenants at once under one roof. So, and then, and then they're more professional level, right? So as, as an owner of the multifamily building, we don't really get involved in day-to-day -day operations. It was, it's done by the property management company that we hire, right? We just set the vision and goals and business plans and make sure they follow and that's being executed. So from that point, you have now added another 1,053 units, plus or minus 1,057 units, plus or minus. Um, talk just a, for a few minutes on what that scale has looked like. Have you formed multiple groups? Is it still the same core group? What's happened in that evolution? So after that first deal, following that March of 2022, uh, uh, March of 2021, I'm sorry, we uh, did our second deal, uh, 68 unit syndication with the same group, as the same core group, having additional secondary partners. So this group, uh, this core group did first JV and three months later, we did first uh, syndication deal. Right, so we experienced, I was fortunate enough to have experienced both. And then thereafter, one of my mentors got me a, a job offer. He, he offered me a part-time position in his real estate company. So I joined his team. He, he was like, I know you're working full-time as an attorney. I don't care whether you work at night or weekends. As long as you get the job done, would you like to join? Love to. I said, of course. So I joined. And with him, um, I started learning as the... Uh, you know, how to raise capitals. And also I looked after his companies and uh, creating operating agreements and all that, like some legal stuff, right? So that's how I started adding value to his company. So with him, uh, he joined with another group. Uh, it's a Sharpline Equity, a great syndication operator out there. So uh, we as a team, so I have, so I have mainly two teams that I work with. One, Sharpline for apartment syndication. And my core team was still do uh, and more focusing on JV structure deals, right? So with the syndication, as I go in as a partner of the group, I also got a co-GP share from all the deals that Sharpline closed in 2021 and 2022. Just briefly saying, after that first syndication as a core group, 68 unit in, in uh, April, 
liquidity 30, uh, 64 unit May 36, June 72, and then uh, August 131, September 150 units in 2021 alone, 2022, with the 70 in January, 74 and 70, 72 and 76 in April, 108, 115 June, and 98 August. Like, you know, I, it's, it's all mixed in my head, but that's that's about how like fast the the group was moving, syndicating all the deals, raising all the capitals in a day or two. And, um, but again, that's a syndication. I love syndication because JV, you, you need many times, you need your own capital to be a JV deal. And people will not accept you if you're just coming in, unless that's very specific value you're adding. Something like finding the deal itself, right? Um, and I only have so much money, I can't really do JV all the time. So mm -hmm. uh, syndication is a good way to earn fee because to me, syndication is truly using other people's money and make a fee out of that. And then I love to roll that money into a JV deals because I also see different value from JV deals. Um, so I, I love to do both. To me, syndication uh, and JV together, you mentioned about truly, truly uh, trading, no, no, truly taking the time back. Is, is that what you meant? Or freedom yeah. of time, you yeah. definitely mentioned about it. Yes and no. Um, some people think that being an active investor is it's a great thing, but to me, I learned being an active investor, yes, you can leverage other people's money and other people's time. You will get some time back, but still it's active. Sure. At the same time you're being an active, I want you to become a passive investor as well. You need to, as as you make money, save money, you need to put that money to work for you. Otherwise, you would always just still work. So I, I love to do both. That's my business plan. I make money from syndication and JV, either cash out, refi, whatever, and fees. I roll that into a passive investing side, either in my own deal, uh, usually, but I also invest in someone else's deal as well. So that at one point, if something, God forbid, something happens, I stop being an active investor, still have something coming in. Please tell the audience, what is the best way for folks to find you? Uh, I, very, I try to be very active on social media. So I'm on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Insta, and I, I started doing some TikToks. <laughs> so it's, it's funny. I, I, that's Whole whole lot of different different social media platform there, but uh, I I started anyway, so that I could I could also get some value out of it. They're um, the, they're all the handles are the same. Of, of tomorrow, Joseph, they are. I, I mean, we're we're right, on TikTok. Right. We've it's been a, a oh, yeah, slow nice. burn, right? But it, you know, mm. people start to follow and catch on, and there are some young folks that are really interested in this, and and you start mm -hmm. building the network, and you become a, a, a brand and an entity, and and I applaud you for it. I think it's great. Yeah. Right, right. Thank you. And also, this, there's only one handle for that, Yosef, your Brosef, so Y-O-S-E-F, Y-O-U-R-B-R-O-S-E-F, and yeah, and send me the DMs. I'd love to get on the call and share my experience and share my tips and all that. Joseph, uh, I really appreciate it. As always, folks, all the links, all the information will be down below. 
congratulations on an amazing, amazing jumpstart to the career. Uh, we're not too far apart here in New York. Maybe one day we'll get together and we'll get into a deal, uh, you know, uh, on our own. For, for sure. I'd love to, I'd love to grab something and, uh, or eat dinner with you someday. We'll do that. We'll definitely look you up. Yosef Lee, everybody. Uh, appreciate the time. As always, folks, please stay safe. 